How did she do it? everybody. Welcome back to The Libio Show. Today's episode is a podcast exclusive featuring LA-based artist Raya. I got to spend some time with her at the Spotify Secret Genius Studio here in Nashville to chat about her EP, Heartbreak Magic, produced by Chad Copeland. Aside from her solo project, you may also know her as one of the members of the worship band Mosaic Music. She shares how a variety of genres and collaborations have led her to the artist she is today. You can keep up with Raya on Instagram as Raya the Girl or Mariah McManus. Visit riotthegirl.com to watch official music videos for Heartbreak Magic and more. Now to our show featuring Raya. So you're originally from LA. Yes. And you visit Nashville periodically. Mm -hmm. But I want to know just like where you grew up and when music started for you. Yeah. I grew up in a city called Whittier, California. Mm. It's in LA and it's um, kind of in the middle of nowhere, honestly. You should never go there. Um, But I grew up there and... Uh, my parents both are very musically inclined and my dad wrote music a lot when I was growing up and some of my favorite memories with him are of us writing songs together and singing together and so he really encouraged my brother and I to learn music and um, my brother was in bands growing up he's older than me and so I was and I'm obsessed with him so everything he did I had to do and so he learned the bass and the drums and so I started to learn the drums and um, he was in a band so I wanted to start a band Um, but my dad bought us like a bunch of instruments one year and was like whoever we're very competitive my brother and I so whoever learns these the best Mm -hmm. gets to keep them what's the age difference four years okay yeah so it's a little bit of a big gap to be that competitive but we're extremely close and so we just learned every instrument and then we started a band together and we were I was in high school or maybe even middle school at that point and then yeah we just we I moved here to Nashville after high school and he came with me and we wrote like my first record ever together here in Nashville and so yeah a lot of it is because of family and I love my family so much and so it really music started for me with my family and and it yeah. kind of went on from there. Yeah. Well, do you remember what you listened to growing up and kind of into high school when you started that band? What was it yeah. called, the band? The, ba- the band? Oh, yeah. my gosh. The worst. <laughs> it was called Glare of Rockets. Oh. Yes. We were, like, yeah. kind of hard rock. Okay. It was very much, like, when I was, like, starting high school, Paramore was, like, such a massive thing. And so that was, like, obviously... Everyone loved Paramore. It was like the coolest. There era. was that one Paramore song, and I, uh, the only exception. Yes. That my friends were like obsessed. Really? It was like on all the time. Okay. So my, when we started that band, it was more like the first record they ever did. And I was like, they weren't even really a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So my brother loved it a lot. And so that sort of was the inspiration style mm-hmm. thing for that band. But I grew up listening to Bjork a lot and like Portishead and like really 
strange eclectic things my dad's very um creative and out there <laughs> and um, amazing. so he listens to like a lot of experimental stuff and so that and then like the same as everyone else like every like Paramore and mm-hmm. you know I hate to say it but we all had a creed phase we did a hundred percent I'm trying to be I'm like racking my brain right now thinking of like just different stuff that w- when I was in high school and middle yeah. school like Dave Matthews band okay was like a big thing yeah and I didn't ever listen to Dave Matthews band. I like it's one of those things where there's maybe the, the ants marching, ants, ants uh-huh. marching song is like the one that I loved. But then like, <laughs> I don't feel like I was a true DMB fan okay. because I had other friends that like went to their concert several times okay. and they knew all the songs. And I was like, I never like got into it, but yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's subjective. So my, like where I grew up, there was a lot of like indie bands that came out mm-hmm. of where I was from. And so I feel like that's mainly what I remember listening to, like other than like when I was younger and growing up and then like started getting into like more like rock and roll stuff later on. But it was a lot of like indie music coming out of where I was from. And so it was like everything that my brother and I did was very influenced by that. And it was super cool to be able to grow up. I mean, it's it, it felt like a very small town, but it was awesome to be able to grow up in a place that like people were like it was like garage band city like everyone had a band in their garage and played like local shows and Dude, that's awesome all of them so. that's so freaking cool <laughs> yeah um and so you used the word experimental mm-hmm. early on when you were talking about that which i've obviously read about um your album heartbreak magic and you utilizing that in the mm-hmm. sounds and the lyrics and just the overall um theme of the album yeah. so what was your initial goal going into to writing that record? What was it inspired by? Yeah. I think for me, the goal of it was to find out what I love. And I think like the whole, my whole musical journey has been like, just being true to what like in the moment I love because I, I've always tried to be like, okay, what will people love and, and what will work and what has the sound or what has the feeling. And I feel like, I fall short every time because I don't love it. And so I think for me, this was like, I want to love everything that's on this record. I want to feel proud of it. And I don't want to have to worry about how people relate to it. And obviously you worry about that because everyone wants their art to be loved. Um, But I think first I wanted to make sure that I loved it and that I was proud of it. And then that I was proud to, for people to hear it as well. And so I think ultimately that was my goal to be like, okay, who am I? What do I, what do I sound like when I'm not trying to be anything except for like me? Right. So that was the goal, I think. And um, it took me a really long time to put that out, like three or four years. So we didn't, I didn't work on it that whole right. time. But it was like a process of being like, okay, who am I? What do I sound like? Because I love every kind of music. Mm-hmm. And so... Do and you I, feel like you have a lot of influences and it's hard to choose between, like... Yeah, and I think um, growing up in the music industry, like, people say... Like, I've had people say to me, like, oh, those influences don't go together. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a genre or, like, a place to fit that makes sense. And so that sort of, like, puts you in a weird position of being like, okay, well, what I love doesn't make sense together um so I have to find a place where I fit instead of just being like okay everything that I love can work together 
And at the end of the day, that's what makes people special is like yeah. all the things that they've gone through and all the things they've been influenced by. And so now I'm just like, I don't care what anyone told me now, you know? Yeah. And I think people are starting to not care about those things. And music has changed so much and evolved so much. So there's more room to evolve in different directions, I feel like, for artists. For sure. And as a music fan myself, like there's been times where I'm like, I can't really place where that person fits in terms yeah. of genre. But I know for sure that it's them. And totally. that's like, I would rather say, oh, that's such a Raya song yeah. rather than like, oh, that's such a like indie slash pop slash, you know. Yeah. It's... And there's nothing worse than like hearing a song and being like, oh, that song sounds like this. What song? Like, you know, when you're like, yeah. I hear that song and I know it sounds like this, but I can't place it. I want it to be like, okay, this is who you are, whatever it might fall under. Mm -hmm. Like, who cares? That's, that doesn't matter. No. So, yeah. Know. Uh, talk about the title, Heartbreak Magic. There's a couple different things that came through my head of like what I thought it may meant, but I want to I wanna hear you say it. Oh, like, I want to know. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think it means? I just think, and I don't even know if I fully process it till I have to talk it out now, but like in, in I've, I feel like I've experienced that before of mm -hmm. like you, you're heartbroken over something, but there's this magical place where you find yourself. Mm -hmm. So you find out who you are through whatever those emotions yeah. you're feeling in heartbreak yeah and it's equally a terrible feeling mm -hmm. but a great and liberating feeling yeah. at the same time and i could be completely wrong with that's literally what came i love mind. that you do yeah. yeah i think it's great um i think for so that that's the title of this one of the songs and so for me that song was sort of like i think that there's um sort of like an obsession that we get with like this sometimes the sadness of mm -hmm. where we are yeah and i wish that it was as beautiful as what you just yeah. said <laughs> but i think like i've i've noticed so many times that like i and maybe i didn't know it in the moment but when you like go back to the thing that hurt you yeah or that like broke your heart it starts to become this sort of like obsession and and romanticism of being heartbroken and so, like, I don't think I realized that, like, I had the, a lot of these songs are about this one person that I had, like, this terrible relationship with that just, like, every time I would go back or every time he would come back. And so I think it, it started to become, like, oh, I didn't think that I loved it and I didn't in the moment, mm -hmm. but why did I go back? Mm -hmm. Why did I feel like I needed to go back? It's like there's something in that, like, familiarity Totally. That you keep running back to because you're like, oh, but that also felt comfortable or like it, it made totally. me feel like I could be myself, but also the situation and how it unfolded. Yeah. So it's kind of like the song is a little bit of a sarcastic, like, mm -hmm. you know, like there's not really a lot of magic and heartbreak, but there's something that like keeps you going back to it or something that keeps you going back to love where you're like, okay, I know that this is going to probably end up in a bad place but <laughs> i'll keep going and i'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this and thinking yeah i've totally like felt yeah. that with one specific or maybe another person as well For sure um so let's talk about the first song on here probably i don't know if it's like in the order that i'm thinking but the uh, song lie that you recorded with shalu i loved just the way that that whole song was produced and the sounds of it and it's just yeah. very airy and light and i don't know like such such a great song. So talk mm -hmm. about how that collaboration came to be and yeah. what about his tone and his creativity helped you relay that song in the way that you wanted to. Yeah. Shalou's awesome. Yeah. He's like, 
his music is beautiful and I think he has a totally different perspective on what it looks like to be like a yeah D I don't know if you call him a DJ or like sort of like EDM dance music type of thing mm-hmm. but it's like it's beautiful and I think that I love his perspective on that and like the way that it makes people feel and a lot of times like those songs like when you hear a song that is remixed or like has that sort of vibe um being in person is like what you like it changes the way that yeah you experience the song because it is meant to be experienced in person like you're meant to like dance around and Mm -hmm. like have fun but with Shalou I feel like it it doesn't you don't have to be there physically to like understand the beauty of what's happening and I feel like he doesn't have all the songs don't have lyrics or like a ton of lyrics um but it portrays something so much more than that Mm -hmm. and I think that's hard to do in music now is like send a message without needing to like say everything you need to say yeah and so I love him and he we basically like before he really did much like I guess had reached out to write music but I wasn't really sure what I was doing I was like I don't know if I'm gonna do music anymore I don't know like I'm nervous like I don't know if I want to write songs yet so I was very much in like a point in my journey where I wasn't sure what was going on like I was just like I don't want to write with someone and then be like just kidding I don't want to do music or I don't know like where this is going and so I felt like bringing people into the story made it more complicated for me Mm -hmm. and so which is just ridiculous so I like was like I'll just wait and then a few months later I was like we should reach out to that guy again and between those two times I had heard some of the songs but I didn't know it was him and so when I like went back to like check him out I was like oh my gosh I know all these songs I had no idea and then he had written this song and was like I need someone to sing it so I just gave it a shot and um I don't think I knew obviously I didn't know what it would be or how it would turn out mm-hmm. um and I think it's become more and more of a incredible thing and an incredible story and it's like he's such a great person and deserves absolutely everything in the world and so I'm just so grateful that I got to be part of it and I can just definitely tell that it was more like you said a collaboration than Mm -hmm. a remix that was made later like you can definitely tell there's an intentionality with like for sure you two working together and he's like I mean it's so cool just to be part of other like artists stories Mm -hmm. and to be part of their journey and like be a voice in it and I love it. Can you speak more to that in terms of like community and finding your community of yeah. writers that, that you identify with and that yeah. they identify with you and you know, it just works. I think I'm still like building that mm-hmm. and that's such a, it's such a hard thing to find people that you're, that you feel like connected to. And he's someone like, obviously we took a chance on each other and had no, I mean, I hadn't met him or he doesn't really have many photos of himself, especially at that point. So I didn't even know what he looked like or yeah. what his name was or anything. And so when we met in person, it was like, okay, this is something more than just like a coincidence or, you know, yeah. a chance meeting. This is like, like a, this is a special like person that I get to be part of your story. And, and you were like meant to work with them. Yeah. yeah. And so that's really cool because of like the success of the song to be able to be so excited to work with him more and to play shows with him. And we did Coachella this past year or he did Coachella and so I got to be out there with him and I'm like I would do anything for him he's the best so 
um, that's like really cool because especially when there's like a successful song, you want to love the person you're doing with. And you want it, you want their success to, to continue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Be a part of that. And so that's like, it's so fun. And I was no, I, you know, I think there's, there's sort of like a thing you can get stuck in doing like that type of music and doing features and stuff. And so I was really careful about what I wanted to do with that. Um, so I didn't know, obviously you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's gonna work out or if it's gonna work out. I didn't know him. So there was no like preface. Yeah, there was nothing. So for it to have worked out the way that it did and for it to be like a special song and to just like adore him. He's like the sweetest person ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's a gift and it's a surprise, but like I'll do that song for the rest of my life with him. So. Yeah, and then there's another collaborator that's obviously very important to this project, uh, Chad Copeland, mm-hmm. who's worked with Steve John Stevens, Ben Rector, um, several indie rock pop mm-hmm. acts. Um, so how was that? He's awesome. Yeah. He lives in Norman, Oklahoma, <laughs> which is just a funny little place. Um, so I've gone out there like multiple times and spent like the week there and Mm -hmm. he's an awesome person he's so creative and so smart and so different than anyone i've ever worked with so like i admire everything that he does and like his ability to kind of do Mm -hmm. any type of music like sufjan stevens and ben rector are like the two most different types of music i feel like you could have yes um and third eye blind i was like reading his whole yeah. wikipedia page and like, like avril <laughs> and christina <laughs> perry yeah. which by the way i was thinking about her too like she was kind of that early 2000s mm-hmm. yeah that was like twilight right there man yeah. full on full yeah. on jar of hearts yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> rips um, her feelings out of your chest type song yeah so he's awesome and there's so many bands that like from Tulsa and Norman mm-hmm. that are sort of coming out of there that are working with Chad and I just love everything that he does so for me it was important to find someone who has a really different musical instinct because I'm like I could write music all day by myself but I don't find that doing anything by yourself has the best product yeah you can need other people yeah so I love him he's awesome um, so does lyric or melody come first for you? Or is it kind of just... Hmm. I think probably melody. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it happens simultaneously. I think mm-hmm. like writing with other people is so... Everything changes every time a new person's in there. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just song by song. But generally like there's like music and then there's like a feeling and then there's lyrics. Mm-hmm. So usually fits within like a melody so yeah did the top lining process come easy for all of these songs since they were so personal to you or did you kind of just were there some that were easier than others yeah well some of them yeah some of them came super fast like I love the way that Chad works because he works so fast and like we'll create a song Mm -hmm. and then I'm just kind of like working in my own little corner but some of the songs like heartbreak magic he sent me Um, while I was in LA and so some of the songs were like sort of remote that he sent ideas for and then I like sort of had this idea for like the beginning like the first verse of the song and I thought about it for like months before I went to Norman so it took forever and even then like the song was finished and 
we were like, this song is so awesome, but it's like a minute and a half long. <laughs> like, <laughs> because at that point it was like, okay, that it was sort of more of like an art piece and less mm-hmm. of like a like extended musical experience. But we were like, okay, this has to be a song. We have to add stuff to it. And so it probably was like over the course of a few months. So it really just depends, like, especially being so far from each other. Um, it's hard to kind of like write down an idea and then go put it down right away. So it yeah. just, yeah. Most of the other songs happen like in the room and they happen like within a few hours. But that song like definitely took some time. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what I do love about your your writing is it just has this really great like poetic flow. Like it's just so, it's easy to remember, which I think is I, what I love most about the songs yeah. that, that I enjoy. Um, so can you talk about your songwriting process in particular and, you know, yeah. when you're writing by yourself, like you are today, or yeah. like what, do you do you write based off of an inspiration or do you try to come up with it even if it's not there? Like what what's that yeah. like? I think um, inspiration is sort of a tricky thing Yeah. when you are wanting to like really make a life out of doing something mm. creative. Um, so for me, like I had to come to terms a long time ago with the fact that inspiration won't always come, but like that it's actually like a discipline and a skill to be able to like write a song anyway. Yeah. And so I think I try to just like buckle down and write songs. And when I was younger, like my thing was I would always need to finish a song, even if it was bad. Mm-hmm. So like every time I finish a song, hopefully. I write a better song the next time, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so I don't write as much on my own. So today, like, I'm writing by myself, but I haven't done that in so long. So it's super intimidating mm. to be like, okay, I'm alone with my thoughts, and I'm alone left to, like, anything that I want to do. Um, but writing with people, definitely, like, with Chad, he'll work on a track, and then I'll sort of, like, I mean, a lot of the songs... I would like search Tumblr or like search like magazines or like anything that sort of had like things that would inspire me and like click for me. And I had this run, I have this running list of like song titles and thoughts and ideas and photos and um, anything that will be like, okay, I can dive into it. You know, like I still want to be, obviously I need to be inspired, but I can be inspired. Like I've learned to be inspired by anything. And so... I like to have like all of these little things like on standby to be like, okay, yeah, like these are things that I went through. Sometimes it's hard to even remember. Like, I feel like when you're going a million miles an hour, you forget all of the f- little feelings that you've had along the way. And so trying to like write those down and remember those. And I have just like a notes list on my phone of things that like either I've said or someone else has said, or like that I've seen driving down the road or whatever that like I know, okay. I want to write about this when I can actually sit down to do it. And so, yeah. Do you have any muses besides those in music that you tend to think about when you're writing music? So that can be like, for instance, like a painter or like a mm-hmm. writer or just someone that, that you think has a great vision for what they do. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone like my dad is probably my biggest inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so my dad is a writer. Mm-hmm. And he, like, the way that he uses words, I think, is, like, the most intelligent and, like, well-crafted way I've ever seen anyone use them. And so, like, 
when I'm trying to like paint a picture or create something, I do go back to him and think like, okay, how would he say this or how would he do this? Mm -hmm. And so the beautiful thing about that is like I have access to him, but like I've absorbed it over my entire life. And so to be able to have someone that like, I'm like, okay, I know how he would do this or how does he see this or like he has a beautiful mind. And so being able to go back and be like, like, okay, this is what I know that he thinks about the world or the way that he sees the world. And so he's like, the way that he does things is probably like the way that I would always go back to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I try to be like, I mean, one thing he's always taught me is like, you have to constantly be learning or you can't write anything because there's no experiences to draw Yeah, you need to like absorb things and not just like living, but like reading and, and exploring and traveling. And so I'm constantly trying to do that so that I'm inspired by other people. And like, you have to know people to be inspired by them. And so I'm like extremely introverted and like have such a hard time, like putting myself out there and like, being social, but to me, I'm like, if I don't know people and I don't know their stories and I can't write, cause like, I don't want my whole career to be based off of my personal experiences. I want them to be inspired by other people's experiences. And I love that. Um, I want to know people and I want to be someone that knows people well and loves people well. And so a lot of times like the songs, especially growing up when you're like 14 and you're writing a song about heartbreak you like haven't experienced heartbreak <laughs> you think you have and then no. you look back and you're like man that was a piece of cake i should have just I like know. that was like a pregame. well my mom would be like so worried about me like uh-huh what are you talking like what happened to you where well, you're like talking about this and i would just always say like i'm i just watch people and i watch like the heartbreak that you guys go through and like my brother has gone through and but that's how I want to be. I want to be able to like observe and know people so that I can write for them. Gosh, that's awesome. What kind of listener are you writing to for this album in particular? I know you said that you wanted to love yeah. all of it first, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, once you released it, like what did, what listener were you, were you speaking to or are you speaking to? Cause it's yeah. out there. I think ultimately I was trying to find people that maybe like want to be better Mm-hmm. Like I want to be better, and I like gone through all these things and all of this like heartbreak and just life. I mean, it's all life. Life can be so heartbreaking and mm-hmm. so disappointing. But at the end of the day, like I want to have joy, and so I want to be better, and I want to get through it. And so I think, like for me, it was like I'm just gonna leave this here, and I'm gonna choose to be better at the end of it. And so I feel like all of the songs are written with like the intention of being able to like let things go and even if i'm saying something like heavy i want to say it with like joy and i want to say it with like and a lot of that is so subconscious like it's in the music and it's in like certain artistic decisions that people wouldn't know necessarily but i feel like the undertone of it is like okay we're just going to be better and we're going to like still choose to be better and still choose to have joy instead of like wallowing in the heartbreak. And so instead of being like, oh my gosh, all this stuff happened to me, it's like, this is what happened, but that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is gonna be different because I'm gonna be different. And so I think it's like people that have been hurt and like wanna 
not like become that hurt. Yeah. So you don't want to become that bitterness that you totally. can easily succumb to, you know? Yeah. That's the magic in heartbreak. Yeah. You just Come spoke on. it into existence. Full circle. Um, do you feel like this industry has brought you out of your, of your, of your shell? Cause I feel like for me, I have, mm-hmm. like, I look back at when, like I was a kid and this is like, I don't know if this sounds weird, probably will, but like when I was a kid, like I would be on the playground and I'd just yeah. go off by myself and yeah. do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody would be like running around playing games. And I just kind of wanted some space to myself. And mm-hmm. I look back at that kid and I'm like, you're around performers. You're like talking yeah. to creative people and your job involves talking. Like mm-hmm. that's just like the, for <laughs> me, it's the weirdest job. thing. So I just want to know, like, is that kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways, yes. And then in some ways it's like allowed me to just be like the exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think like there is, yes, your, your job, like you have to step out and you have to be like, I got this. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Got to take control. Yeah, you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. You got to like love your notes, love it all. Um, I think for me, like I've always felt like I needed to be this like big personality that I just wasn't and I think there's definitely a time for that and like Mm -hmm. I'm still learning okay this is when I step out and this is when I have to be assertive this is when I have to like you know say that I believe in myself and actually believe in myself and then when it comes to like the artist part of it like I'm learning also to just let myself be exactly who I am and that like the best product and the best music comes from me just being like okay I can't make excuses for myself and I can't fake who I am. Like, I just sometimes have to like go inside myself and be like, it's okay that you want to be alone. It's okay that you want to be like sort of immersed in what you love doing. So I think like it's, it's a give and take, but yes, like Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I think Rihanna said like music is 80% business. And so I'm, that's completely true. And so I'm having to learn, I'm like learning and I'm, I'm growing in the fact that like that requires something different of me than like being an artist and like being able to be exactly who I am. And so, and not that the other part of me isn't that way, um, but just figuring out like how it all works together. And so like, yes, I'm becoming, I have to put myself out there and especially when you're like independent artist, Oh yeah, you have to like believe in yourself more than literally any person on the planet and people believe in you when you believe in yourself and you put yourself out there and you're assertive and you'll do anything for it and so that's where I'm at you know like I'm I'm believing in myself and believing that this is going to happen and believing that like there's more for me and while also being able to just be like an artist that is like uncomfortable being around people and <laughs> says crazy stuff sometimes and gets super socially awkward. But like, I just have the hope that like there's beauty in just being exactly who I am, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, those that are listening will tell and they feel like they know you, you know? Yeah. And know your music and can remember it. Talk more about discovering your voice through that and, mm-hmm. you know, building on your creativity and figuring out who you are as an artist by putting yourself out like out yeah. there like that um, independently. I think so. Some of my favorite artists are people that have sort of, what do you call it, like alternate egos? Yeah, alternate yeah. egos. Um, and I've loved that because I am like, 
quiet and there's so many things that I'm like, okay, what I know of like what is successful is maybe not how I feel like I am naturally. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the like alter ego thing was like, that makes perfect sense because I can sort of like put on someone else and be that person and not feel like inauthentic. It's yeah. just like, this is who I am or this is who I am for this part of my life. Yeah. And so it started as that where I was like, this is my alter ego. <laughs> I'm just a different person. Like, th- like, and I, is that where Raya came from? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized, like, when I put this EP out, I started sort of looking back and being like, this isn't sustainable for me. Because the only thing I could find that will be classic is who I am. And I think that's true for, like, everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing that's sustainable is, like, what comes out of you and what you are feeling in the moment and who you are in the moment. And, um... I started to feel like in an alter ego, like worried about how I could change and shift with the way that culture changes and shifts Mm -hmm. because it wasn't naturally coming out of who I was. And so then I started to like rethink everything. (laughs) Midlife, quarter life crisis. Yes. I feel like there's a different season. This is what I've discovered in my twenties. Like there's not just one. No. It's like it happens. And then there's like phase two, then yeah. there's phase three, and you're like, oh my gosh. What's it's so I'm so I just kind of went back to it and like I released this the last music video I released. I was like, I want like basically no production. And there was like one guy shooting the video. And it was like one one thing. Like it was not all my other videos have like all of these like right. things happening and like all these colors and like all these outfits and like which I'm up I love. Like yeah. not to say that I don't love it. But I'm just realizing like the thing that I feel confident about in the long run is like how I'm growing and evolving. And I want people to be drawn to me because of that. Mm-hmm. And not because I've come out and I'm a different person and I have different things about me and I'm more outgoing or whatever. So I think that's something that I like feel so good about. Like I feel like it's sort of a burden off me to be like... Having to apologize or explain. Yeah, but yeah. also like I don't need... I don't need a alter ego. You know. You know? And like sometimes it's helpful. Like I think growing up you... You, you have it as like a backup plan, you know totally. what I mean? <laughs> but like when you're growing up and you're like doing these things and people are like, how do you do it? And you're like, you just fake it. You just fake it at first. And that's like, it's true. Mm-hmm. At first you just have to be like, I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm doing because you don't. And now it's like, I don't need to, I don't need to fake it. I just want to be who I am because I know that like, hopefully I want to build a life and a career and an identity based on who I am now mm-hmm. and like grow and evolve as that comes instead of like trying to uphold something that isn't real. And so that's, yeah. Or upholding people's expectations of totally. what you should become because that like to, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, asking you, you know, how, how, how have you figured it out? It's like, well, I just did with what I had at the time yeah. to figure it out. There's no like step one, two, three. Like yeah. I just did. Yeah. And whatever came of it did. Totally. So. And like my favorite artists are people that just like are who they are and they like mm-hmm. pour it out and you don't feel like there's any like barriers between you and, and their heart. 
you know. Who are some of your favorite artists? Mm-hmm. Are you a, are you a fan of Sylvanessa? Who? Sylvanessa. I don't know who that is. Okay, well, you after this podcast, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you because I feel like it's you so would. good. It's a just it's a different. It's kind of within your vein, but not the same. Like okay. it's. I just think you would like her. So good. Yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. Hey, do you know the song Coffee? Yeah. It's her. But there's another song on her latest album, and I'm like blanking on what it's called. Um, it's called Glow. Write it down. Do you have? Oh, I feel like that's always the hardest question. Yeah. Right now, well, classics are like Miguel's, like my number. I love Miguel, and Bjork's like my favorite because uh-huh. I grew up listening to her. I feel like my like voice and my musical like vibe is mm-hmm. generally because I grew up on listening to her and like what I like is a lot of because of her but I love Miguel so mm-hmm. much I love Kanye I just can't I love I him mean, I right. mean Kings of Leon um I'm trying to think of what else I love everything I love Keith Urban I love Rosalia right now oh yeah she's amazing I like my dad and my sister and my mom all speak Spanish. Okay. My dad's from El Salvador. And so, like, I just love Spanish, and I've, like, been around it my whole life. And so I just love that she... Have you ever uh, written a song in Spanish? I haven't, but I would you love should. to. I started working with, like, some Latin artists in LA, and I'm, like, I'm obsessed with it. Oh, so. that's so... Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, lastly, I want to talk about In My Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a line in it that you say, clarity becomes hazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a simple, powerful line, and it's mm-hmm. perfect for the song. And so what does it mean to you to create lyrics that are so simple to describe something that's got a lot of depth to yeah. it? Yeah. I don't, I, feel like, I don't think you know what's happening at the mo- in the moment. Yeah. Like, I think that song just happened so naturally. Um, that song is to me like sort of my struggle of like being in reality and being in my dreams and like there was a period of time where I had crazy dreams and didn't know what was like I would wake up and not know what was real not know like what situations and wake up like thinking that something bad had happened or kind of like living in you know like when you wake up and you're mad at someone because of something they did in their dreams and they're like yeah i literally i mean my parents used to do that all the time my mom would be mad at him and he'd be like it was a dream like what are you talking about i totally get what you're saying or you wake up and you're like frustrated about something that happened you're like but oh actually that didn't happen so it's fine now totally like and so it's kind of a funny that's like the funny side of it um but then also like the other side of it was is that like sometimes i don't know what's real Mm -hmm. And so I think it sort of became part of my everyday life of like, what's real? I don't know. And then also like, I think in everyday life you tell yourself things and you have like a narrative in your mind and you're never sure like, are the things you're saying to yourself real? Mm -hmm. Are they true? Are they facts? Are they just like you being hard on yourself or you kind of telling yourself something? And I feel like we all struggle with that and mm-hmm. like the stories that we're telling ourselves and then um, the stories that people are actually seeing are usually so much more beautiful than the one we tell ourselves. And so I think for me, it's like, it means so much that line just of, of not knowing what's real and not knowing what, what's clear and not having that clarity. And so 
that's been like a huge, I think it's a huge struggle for everyone of like, what is real that I'm telling myself and, um, but also like just of me kind of not knowing all the time. Like that song yeah. is literally about dreams. And a lot of these songs are about dreams. And it's just sort of a theme that I've had over the past few years of like not always knowing, not always having my feet on the ground, mm -hmm. not knowing like, where am I? Is this a dream? <laughs> So. Well, I feel like you told the story of uncertainty really, really well. Thank you. And this. So, nice. this has been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, friends hanging out. I know, right? <laughs> That's the best. Um, where can people keep up with you? Yeah. Instagram. Yes. Raya the Girl. Spotify. Everywhere. 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 You stream Raya and the purchase. Girl. Awesome. Go, Go check it out. What's yeah. the website? I think it's just Instagram. Rye the girl. Oh, oh, Rye the girl. Oh, oh, perfect. Rye the girl. I guys. Know that. I'm sorry, everyone. You know, well, I always say, like, I never know if someone's just like Raya.com yeah. or RayaMusic.com or like, because, you know, people add music to for the sure, end for of sure. their. <laughs> We're trying to add something like fun, <laughs> the girl. <laughs> Freaking love it. Raya, Thank you're you. a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Libio Show. LibioShow.com is the place to be for all of the latest show updates, plus reruns of archived videos and podcasts. Follow The Libio Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Support me on Patreon to get additional behind-the-scenes and personalized content curated just for you. Download the Patreon app or visit patreon.com slash Show to select your tier and get connected. And if all of the above isn't enough, sign up for my newsletter at LibioShow.com to be the first to know. Thanks for listening and talk soon on the next episode of The Libio Show. It's The Libio Show. The Libio Show. It's the Livio Show. It's the Livio Show.